Hey, it's Carmen Adams, and you're listening to Everyday Christlike Podcast, where we focus on representing Christ each and every day. Be blessed as you listen. Hey, it's Carmen Adams, and you're listening to Everyday Christlike Podcast, where we focus on representing Christ each and every day. Be blessed as you listen. Hey guys, thank you for joining us today and being a supporter of Everyday Christlike Podcast. We pray that EDC has been a blessing in your life. God is definitely using this platform to not only bring blessings to you guys, but to us contributors as well. And what I will be going over today is how our faith can be spoken out loud in our marriage and to those in our reach. Before we begin, let's open up in prayer. Father, we come together today and praise you for allowing us to be in your presence as we dive into your word. We ask you for forgiveness in the ways we sinned against you. We are so blessed to have your word for correcting our paths, Father God. Please open our ears and our hearts to receive whatever that it is you have for us today. We love you, Lord, and we lift today's message up to you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Okay, I wanted to start off by talking about how God designed the marriage between a man and wife to be a testimony of the gospel of Jesus Christ. When marriage is done God's way, it is such a powerful tool, not only for the married couple, but for those we cross paths with. Before we get into today's message, I want to review some scripture references that lay the foundation of what a biblical marriage is. In Genesis 2.18, after God had already created man, then the Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper corresponding to him. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to come over the man and he slept. God took one of his ribs and closed the flesh at that place. Then the Lord God made the rib he had taken from the man and to the woman and brought her to man. And the man said, this one at last is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. This one will be called woman for she was taken from man. So we see here the first marriage in the Bible. Now let's take a look at how God calls a husband and wife to conduct themselves within the marriage. In Ephesians chapter 5 verse 23 through 28, because the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church, he is the savior of the body. Now as the church submits to Christ, so So also wives are to submit to their husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her to make her holy, cleansing her with the washing of the water by the word. He did this to present the church to himself in a splendor without spot or wrinkle or anything like that, but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands are to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. So we see that God instructs the husband to lead the wife to Christ as he has a responsibility to spiritually cover her and the family. He is to love the wife unconditionally and to be an extension of God's grace to her as the weaker vessel stated in 1 Peter chapter 3 verse 7. Husbands in the same way live with your wives in an understanding way as the weaker partner showing them honor as co-heirs of the grace of life so that your prayers will not be hindered. The same way us wives surrender ourselves before Christ, we are commanded to lie ourselves before our husband, to willingly support them as they lead us up to Christ, to show our love for God by respecting and honoring our husbands. We are to bring glory to our husband as the church brings glory to Jesus. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 7, for a man ought to not cover his head since he is the image of the glory of God, but the woman is the glory of the man. But without full submission, 
relation to Christ, it's impossible to accomplish God's work in marriage, and that goes for anything else. It's important to realize that any forms of rebellion towards God's design for marriage is a direct rebellion to God himself. Let everyone submit to the governing authorities, since there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are instituted by God. So then, the one who resists the authority is opposing God's command, and those who oppose it will bring judgment on themselves. That's Romans chapter 13 verse 1 through 2. And any marriage that is contrary to what the Bible declares marriage to be are only corrupt and twisted knockoffs, and they will never please God. Now, how does God use the husband and the wife to bear witness to each other? As the husband loves his wife the way Christ loves us, the wife is able to experience the love of God through her husband's heart. This goes for providing and protection as well. When the husband upholds his position correctly, God's character is revealed through the way the man honors and provides and protects his wife, just as our Heavenly Father provides all of these things for us. As Jesus came to lead his flock to heaven, it's the same way a husband is called to lead his wife to Christ. Now, God uses the wife to be an expression of how Jesus came to serve the church and to lay his life down. Jesus loved us so much despite our many faults, current and future, but yet he still covered us by paying the price for our sin. When the wife serves her husband, she serves God. Then she is in alignment with God's order and she is then an instrument for her husband to grow into the man of God that our father has called him to be. Both are required to love unconditionally and that means that we love regardless of what we receive on the other end. Even if our spouse falls short in areas, our love must never fail and we are to still show grace just as Christ does to us. The Bible's definition of love is in 1 John chapter 4 verse 8 through 10. The person who doesn't love love doesn't know God because God is love. God has shown us his love by sending his only son into the world so that we could have life through him. This is love. Not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the payment for our sins. God sent Jesus before you and I sinned. He knew our wicked hearts from the beginning and yet he still chose to love us. Marriage was designed for a way bigger picture than just two people who love each other. When done properly, it's a mirror reflection of God's character and the goal is to point each other and those around us up to Christ. There is no other earthly relationship that requires us to be so vulnerable, right? But at the same time teaches the husband and wife more about God's love. Both parties must first be committed to the process in which God uses one another to conform them into the image of our creator. If you have, on the other hand, a spouse that is not a believer of equal faith, there is hope. God can use you to bring them into a relationship with Christ. By the way you serve your spouse and allow God's light to shine from within you, you can be a meeting place for them and Jesus. I want to share a quick story. So my best friend came into Christ prior to her husband. She felt the calling of Jesus over her life, so she got involved with her local church and attended faithfully. Her husband at first was hesitant and not fully supportive and even jealous at times. She did not force her new way of living on him or anyone. She just focused on getting to know Jesus. As God was transforming her, she began to learn how to take off the worldly image of a wife and to start putting on a new image of a biblical definition of a wife. 
Her husband was so compelled and convicted by her drastic change that he started to seek that same light that he saw in her for himself. I tell you, this glow radiated to so many people. Not only was her radical and undeniable change inspiring to her husband, but to me as well. God used this woman to bring her husband and her best friend into the arms of Jesus. Her boldness when God led her to speak and her obedience when God put it on her heart to be quiet and to let her faith do the walking was a way for so many people to be saved. And just to get a bit deeper with her husband, her support and prayer helped him break free of many addictions. She never nagged or condemned him during his struggles, but stood at his side to fight that fight right there with him. She gave me a glimpse of what a godly wife looks like, and I'm so thankful that she was obedient to her own calling. And her blazing faith in Jesus was the spark of fire that lit a path for her husband and for me. I think of the book of Acts when the jailer at the prison asked the most important question that should be on every human's heart. What must I do to be saved? And the disciples replied in Acts chapter 16 verse 31 by saying, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. So the power in receiving Jesus is not only powerful enough to overcome sin in our life, but to free others as well. And the most precious gift that we can pass on to our loved ones is the love of Christ. I pray that all of us are meeting grounds for others to come to Jesus. So that was just a quick example of how God can use your marriage to be a vessel to reveal himself. And the way we walk out our faith in Jesus is key to bringing people into salvation. Jesus speaks of the ultimate power in faith in the book of John. Following the death of Lazarus, Jesus arrives at the burial and reveals his authority authority and equality to God by declaring in chapter 11 verse 25 through 26. Jesus then said to her who was Martha the grieving sister of Lazarus, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live and though they die and whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? He clearly proclaims that it is by faith and faith in him alone that we are able to have victory over death and because we believe we will see everlasting life. He then follows with the mind-blowing raising of Lazarus after being dead for four days to illustrate to the audience as proof who he claimed to be, that is the son of God. Faith is believing in something with your whole heart to the point you dedicate your entire life to it so that it can be used to bring out the fullness of God's glory. Faith is the access point in which leads us into a right standing posture with God. It is then by our faith we are able to walk in freedom knowing that we are forgiven and no longer slaves and punishable. It is through our faith that we are able to endure all things while holding on to the promise that we will be reunited with our heavenly father forever and forever live in peace. Thank you, Father, for sending your son, Jesus, so that we can experience eternity in your marvelous presence. Thank you for producing a faith that enables us to be conquerors of the world and to be vessels in setting souls free from the claw of the enemy. We praise you, Father, and ask you that you continue to grow our faith so that in the final days we are able to remain unmovable. We love you, Lord, and we give you all the honor, the glory, and the praise. I hope you all enjoyed this message, and if you would like to see more about what 
what God's word says about faith, we invite you to go to our website at everydaychristlike.com and download your free resource that we put together just for you. We know it's going to bless your walk. Also, don't forget to tune in for new podcast episodes every Thursday at 6 p.m. We truly want to help you know the word, apply the word, and point to Christ each and every day.